Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. In the right light, at the right time, everything is extraordinary. That's a quote by Aaron Rose. And as I talk with our next guest about one of his specialties, you'll understand why I picked that quote. (laughs) So hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Profitable Photographer. I would love for you to go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, and there's some little tasty gifts there. And then if you join my private group, The Profitable Photographer, um, that's fun too. And I love feedback. So please share because sharing is caring. (laughs) So I'm excited to introduce John Hartman to you. And just a little background for me as I have sat in on many of his classes. So I know John, but I think I'm a new a new acquaintance for him, um, which that's the awesome thing when you teach is you impact people's lives in ways you may not even know. Would you agree with that, John? I think that's probably as true as can be. Yep. So he has owned and operated his studio in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. WI's Wisconsin, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Since 74. And he has won the highest awards both at the state and national levels, including a Grand Imaging Award finalist award. (laughs) Anyway, been included in that, and that's a big deal. He's a PPA Lifetime member, and he has given this program hundreds and hundreds of times around the country and has 300 PPA speaker merits, probably best known for his boot camp that is his Las Vegas marketing boot camps. We're going to jump into to marketing today. And let's see, what else, John? He's authored several books. He's been in magazines and he has a software for photographers, including quick mats and the kit. And then one of the fun things we're going to talk about uh, after we get into marketing is light painting. And that's how I know John is uh, going to his workshops about light painting. So, so John, thank you so, so much for saying yes to being on the show. I know people are going to get a lot of value listening today. Well, thanks for having me, Lucy. It's always fun to be able to talk, uh, talk shop, whether it's photography or marketing or sales or anything that has to do with the business of photography. Yes, it is. And as as I was saying to him before we started recording, I always love a good conversation, which is why I started this podcast and why I know a lot of people in this industry, because going to conferences and other things, my favorite thing is after something, some presentation and getting to chat with photographers. So anywho, Um, so can you give us just like a one minute quickie version of how you started in photography or how you decided to open a studio just a little you know we all come from somewhere and I love to know where 
Sure. Well, I think the I have the, the craziest story of all. Ooh, uh, I like when it. I was a, when I was a junior in high school, the guidance counseling office called me down and they said, hey, you need to pick another class for your senior year. And we have uh, the school I go to is one of the largest schools in our state. And the elective list was a mile long. So I literally I said, this is just too much work. I literally closed my eyes and put my finger down on the, huh. on the paper and it said photography. And I said, oh, OK, that sounds like fun. And that's literally how it all started. Um, I uh, happened to have a really great teacher who was a good mentor who also did uh, weddings and seniors kind of on the side. So he took me under his wing and uh, got me started. So I've been doing this um, professionally now since I was 18 years old. Wow. And uh, it's still fun. Every single day is fun. Today has been fun. Every single day is. If it wasn't fun at some point, you know, you just say, uh, fish or cut bait, you know, get out of here. But it's, uh, it, I, I still enjoy it. And, um, you know, I don't have to do it for the money anymore, but I do it because it's, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I overused word passion, but I really do like, I, I really like working uh, with different projects, doing things that are, that are interesting and uh, creating images. And then it's also kind of nice to sell them. Yeah. One of my goals is to photograph a baby when I'm a hundred. <laughs> so, sure. And to, you know, not run out of that, that juice. So I love hearing that. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, Mick Jagger still singing. He doesn't need the money. I know. Yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood is still acting. I mean, there's just, you know, there's yeah. people out there that are in the creative, especially. You know, I think people ask me when I'm going to retire. And I go, well, you know, people retire from jobs they hate. And I, I as long as I can do what I can do and I can see and I can think and I can walk, I'll keep doing this because it's uh, it's just fun. It's, it's just, it's really, really a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I just read... Matthew McConaughey's biography, which is autobiography, which was really a good read. Mm -hmm. And it, it is like, it's all about the passion. He, there was a point where then he was paid really well and didn't need the money, but I imagine, you know, he'll be someone doing his craft on, you know, like Clint Eastwood is like 90 or something. That's right. Yeah. yeah I just watched his latest latest movie and kind of marveled that at that so yes I love that it the arc of this profession and the potentials goes so far beyond what we see when we start and I think you're an example of that um, that is um, inspiring to others that's what I think (laughs) so from what I could see first of all is there another Stevens point photographer that has been in the PPA community for a while or is it just that I've heard your name and no not that I'm aware of you know okay I I mean there's there are like every town there's 500 photographers but um but there hasn't been if you're talking about someone who's like been real active in the association and that sort of thing no nobody Wisconsin has a, a an outsized proportion of people who are who are active you know, I can think of like Carl, um, Kaler? Carl Kaler and mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of Ken Martin. There's a whole bunch of people that are really, really good shooters. And, and Wisconsin was always, it was its own, um, had its own uh, region. It was its own region in the PPA for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was, it was a good group. And it's, it's still actually a fairly active group this year. I spoke at the convention. I actually had a couple hundred people, which is highly unusual for a state convention these years. So right, uh, right. they're pretty active in it. Yeah. So from what I 
could read and what little I actually know about your business. It seems to me that you have kind of a classic studio model where you're full service and um, can you, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong about the, about the setup. So I'd love to know about your studio, like the, the bird's eye view. Sure. Well, I started out in like a lot of people back in the seventies we did high school seniors and weddings and family portraits, children's photography. And that was, you know, portraiture was pretty much the, the mainstay of what I did for, you know, for many years. Well, the age of the digital age started, I started branching out into other things. Cause I just, I get bored real quickly. And so, and that's a, it can be a curse and a blessing, but in this case, it was, it was, it allowed me to try some different things that uh, hadn't been done before. And the, the beauty of being able to, to teach at the boot camps was that um, every year, 50% of the audience had seen me before. In fact, some people came year after year after year for, you know, we had 20 of these things. So it was my challenge to try to find something new each year that mm-hmm. I could, you know, get people to still be interested in coming because you can't just teach the same thing over and over again. So that, you know, uh, and probably about, and one of the other things that I did in that, in, in the framework of that um, boot camp is that in order for you to register, you had to submit all your information, your sales, your gross, and uh, uh, and then break it down by product line, you know, how many weddings you did, how many seniors you did, how many, you know, your staff and that sort of thing. And I, I didn't use the numbers of any particular studio specifically, but what I did was I put it into a, into a spreadsheet. And so we would have a class average every year. And I got to see year after year how in the early 2000s, the brick and mortar studios were losing market share mm. in a pretty strong way. And uh, this is, you know, this is before people started noticing it in their own, you know, I mean, they would say, well, we had a little down year or something like that, but I saw it year after year. And I realized that in order to be able to um, make, you know, remain relevant in the industry, it's really important to be able to, um, to do something that nobody else does. Okay. And- I want to back up first. Cause um what I'm wanting is a foundation of what your business structure, when I say the bird's eye view. So you, I'm assuming you had a brick and mortar studio doing, okay. That's what I want to know is currently you have, is it like in a town and everybody knows John Hartman studio and you do the full range of from kids to families to, uh, seniors and are available for some commercial work as well. So starting with that, I just wanted to have a, because there are so many people that never did and can't even imagine what it would be like that I would love for my audience to know the potential still available um, for, you know, what's been working for you for so long. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have a brick and mortar. Right. Is it I, in town? Is it? In- yeah. I My studio is in a small town in central Wisconsin. The name of the town is Stevens Point. There's a population of 25,000. And it's the county is a population total of about 77,000. So there's, it's not a large area. It's not a very big um, uh, population. So I've had to kind of do everything. Uh, I don't do everything, but I started off doing everything. And 
um, at, at the peak of what I was doing in portraiture wise, it was mostly high school seniors and families. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I photographed about, I don't know, I found it, figured it out the other day, around over 10,000 seniors over my life, over my mm-hmm. career. And, um, and they're still fun. I've had, you know, now I'm getting, all my clients now are people who've worked with me before. And, um, and I've had some seniors come in for many years. I've had seniors come in and say, you know, I did, you did my, my dad's senior pictures. And a couple of years ago, it started where they said, you did my dad's senior pictures and my grandpa's senior yeah. pictures. <laughs> and so at, at that point, you know, you realize you're multi-generational. Um, right. But it's, you know, the fact that they still, and I, I just love doing that. I work with, I do so, a lot of uh, art, art prints. Um, I've discovered that photographing in our little town, uh, the iconic views of the area. Um, there's a tremendous market for that kind of work for, you know, new hotels going up, um, uh, senior citizen centers, mm-hmm. um, art galleries and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I kind of fell into it. There's a long story, but I kind of fell into it uh, almost by accident. And, uh, you know, this year, the art sales have actually been the largest share of our of our market and, and all the photography that we're doing. So, and it's nice because it's work I did 10 or 15 years ago. It's not, you know, all I have to do is go file open and send it to the lab, you know, so. So there's opportunities of, first of all, when you said 25,000, so many people will say, oh, I, it won't work in my town because my town is too small. And you've made a good living over, you know, long time in a small town what i'm hearing is that serving the community on not just one specialty like just pets or something serving in a broad sense is something that's been helpful for you and then also thinking up creative things like selling art um, has been how you can be in a small community and have a big business am i right I well i think you're that? right and i you know to be honest to be you know upfront, having been in the same place for 47 years there there's a distinct advantage of that because you have connections that you've made and established over the years in, in friendships and in client relationships uh some of them go, spanning over generations mm-hmm. and when that happens um i mean you know when a ceo comes in right now for a photograph, I've probably did a senior pictures, you know, so there's, you have that, you have that relationship. That's not, uh, when I was 30, I was very intimidated by doing that kind of work. And, and now it's like, you know, Hey, fix your tie. Well, yeah, you look like a slob, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more casual and yeah. a lot more, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think the, the idea of, I mean, I think if you're in a large, if you're in a me- large metropolitan area, I think specialization has its benefits. Uh, I learned over the pandemic that being able to do a lot of different things um, was a lifesaver because mm-hmm. even though my portrait business fell off just a little bit, you know, I did tons and tons of copy and restoration. I did, uh, I sold a lot of art. I am, um, uh, I did a lot of commercial work. I did light paintings, things that don't, that didn't require a lot of face to face with a client. And a lot of uh, selling um, over, you know, basically over texting and over the email. I've got a pretty, pretty strong uh, uh, system of of selling without having to be face to face. So those kinds of things I think are really important in a certainly in a small town because there may not be 
enough volume of business to um, to support you in one particular niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there may be, but the problem is what happens if that niche goes away? Right. You know, the, the high schools, I've been around long enough to see how the wedding business kind of fell by the wayside first. And then the children's business kind of fell after that. And the high school senior business fell with that as more and more people got into photography. So it becomes very important for photographers of really of any market size to be able to do something nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, you know, the light painting thing got started for me. Uh-huh. And that was just a, a, a diversion at first. I was like, wow, this is really neat. And then pretty soon people started asking me to, to do it. And, you know, within 18 months, it was a six figure bump in our business. So it, that, it really ended up nice. being a, quite a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so those kinds of things, um, and I'd like to say they're all planned and it was part of my giant scheme, but it really isn't. A lot of that stuff just falls into your, uh, but I think in, in many cases, when you hear about people who have done certain things in, in any industry, a lot of it is, is having an opportunity uh, and then being able to recognize it as an opportunity and seizing on it. Sometimes you, you, you just, you know, you, you don't sit up in the morning, drink a cup, cup of coffee and go, okay, here's my, here's my plan. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way. Sometimes right. you just like something will happen and then it happens again. And then you, then you start like putting the, putting one and two together and realizing that, wait a minute, there's a, there's a potential here. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, if you can recognize it and capitalize it, uh, first of all, if nobody else is doing it, you know, you, you have a lot, a lot better chance of naming your price mm-hmm. and, um, and you become exclusive. And, and that is, um, you know, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Right. In fact, that's my motto, find out what everyone else is doing and then don't do it. And I think if you can come up with something in your market, that's unique, and it may not be a totally, a, a totally different thing. I mean, nothing new. I mean, nothing out there is ever brand new. Everything's been recycled. Uh, many times over over the years in photography and in the other industry but i think it's important to be able to have a um at least have the appearance that you're unique right and uh sometimes it doesn't have to be you know maybe there's many other people doing it everywhere else but if you're if you're doing it uniquely in your area you're going to end up with the market share right. and uh you know and eventually if it becomes saturated then you move on to something else mm-hmm. yeah i've um I started doing the hand-colored black and whites with sure. unreal photographic paper. And I booked quite a few sessions because I offered that. And almost always they chose not to have the hand coloring when it got down to it because they saw the beauty of the black and white as is, which that's fine with me because those would like sit in my to-do bin, like calling me like a a loser for not getting around to it. You know what I mean? Those little tasks that, that (laughs) you have to clean clear the desk, get all the things, but it would book me clients that then, you know, I did other things for them, but it was that little bit of something different at the time. Now, now I think people would, uh, it has such a negative, you know, spot color Mm -hmm. uh, is like, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> when they start selling it on XM radio, you know that your time has passed, right? Right. Right. And that's fine because there's always something new. So I know that marketing is something you've taught. I mean, marketing boot camp. So clearly uh, that is one of your passions to teach. So before we talk about the fun world of light painting, I'd love to 
have the overview of marketing and maybe some specific tips. So can we jump into that? Sure. Well, there's, there's two kinds of marketing. There's, there's promotional, promotional marketing and there's a passive marketing. And um, I heard somewhere, I think it's in the 12-step program, the AA program, that you, you know, you don't want to be, um, you don't want to be pushing AA. You want people to be attracted. Right. To Attraction, it. not promotion. Right. And I think, you know, for years I did a promotional photography and it, and it worked really well. I was, my thing back in the eighties and nineties was direct mail. And it was, I was, I mean, I could send out a mailing and literally in two days have a hundred thousand dollars of the business book. Wow. And it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. But, um, but it was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of volume work and, you know, you, 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 you would get clients who wouldn't necessarily be your clients otherwise, and they would spend the money and, you know, that sort of thing. But it just was, a, it was a lot of work. And, and uh, I just, you know, I, over time, I just decided I was going to be able to um, in, instead just work with people who, who have, who are interested in what I'm doing. Mm. and then you don't have to sell them. You know, they they like what you do and they're willing to pay the price that you, that you're asking because they want it. And it, I mean, we're, we're all the same. We do the same thing in, in our business, even as photographers, you know, if you get a, there's a really cool lens out there and it's like thousand dollars more than what you wanted to pay for it, but it does what you want it to do or what you think it's going to do. Of course, it never does what you want it to do. Yeah. Um, you, you're willing to, to, to make that investment. Right. And, so that's, you know, that that's, and the social media has been able to be that sort of, um, that uh, outlet where you can get your, your images out there, people, you know, and people like it or they don't like it, but if they do, they do like it, they are enough to like it, they can, they can call you. And I'm not a big, I'm not a huge social media person, but if you follow me on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, all of my work is just, you know, I just put out um, there's no sales. There's no, you know, call me for, a, you know, we're doing families now or that sort of thing. I, I don't do that at all. I just put out images and, and, and those people that are interested in what I do um, connect with me hmm. and, you know, and they're, they pretty much say, yeah, I like, I love what you're doing. Let's do it. And that's a whole lot better than spending a half an hour trying to convince somebody why they should spend more money than they thought they were going to spend. So that's, you know, that's been my focus with uh, marketing uh, lately, if I had, you know, I mean, my kids are all grown and gone. They, my oldest is 38 years old. So I don't have that, that responsibility uh, that it, maybe if, if I was a lot younger, I'd feel like I had to go out and trying to find every dollar I could. But, you know, I've, I've been there and I've done that. And uh, it's not as much fun. And the people that I know who really started out from a very, um, from the very beginning, understanding this um, are, are doing they're doing very well as, as well. So there's a, uh, you know, th there are several different methods of getting people in your door, but I think the, the most important thing is to build relationships. If you build a relationship with someone, then you can, you know, you can find all kinds of ways to, you don't need a lot of clients. If you can get just enough clients who will invest the kind of, uh, make the kind of investment that you want, and, you know, that's kind of the situation I'm finding myself in now is I've got, um, you know, I've got a, a core group of people who just keep spending money with me mm -hmm. and that makes it, 
a lot easier than going out and trying to find new people who aren't familiar with you. And you have to go through that whole process all over again. Okay. So you said there's lots of ways to get people in the door. Your favorite is building relationships. Can you share some other ways? Well, it, it starts off, I mean, for example, um, I, I started doing, uh, and we don't have like contracted in our area. We don't have contract seniors. We don't have contracted uh, sports photography and that sort of thing. Our, our community is pretty, you know, they just like whoever they like and do it. Sometimes a mom will take a team picture, but I've been doing them now for about 30 years. Uh, a lot of the teams around here, in fact, I've got, I had two today, one this morning, another one this afternoon. And those, you know, getting in front of people like that is a great way to cultivate high school senior business because they're familiar with who you are. And the images get posted and um, posters are made. And, you know, that's a great way to get other business. Well, number two is just, is just to be out there, to be in front of your target market. Um, another example would be, for example, um, for the light painting process, uh, I photographed a, a friend of mine who had an airplane and he invited me to come and talk to his flying club. Ah. So I went to the flying club, I explained, and I used this fellow's pictures and showed how they were put together. And, and he brought his uh, 30 or 40 inch metal print in to the meeting and showed them all around. And his friends just went, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, I want that. So we booked some we booked some um, additional light pings over that. Okay. You know, giving presentations is a great way to promote your business. And there's a lot of organizations, whether ah. they're service clubs or that sort of thing, where you can get out there and show your work. And, you know, it, when, once they establish that personal relationship with you, it's a whole lot better than just seeing your work online. Yes. I, I, if I were right now, um, well, maybe I'd wait just a little because of pandemic, but if I wanted to grow my photography business again, you know, right now I spend more time coaching and podcasting, but I would try to book uh, ladies who lunch talks because all over, you know, San Diego is a big community and there's lots of places where my ideal clients, which are, you know, start with women, but women that are professionals and different things and they need a speaker you know if they have lunch every week or once a month they often need a 20-minute speaker and so yeah I hear hear that you know Elks Clubs and Masonic Lodges and certainly other other kinds of things so I, I appreciate that so what would be a third way to get people through the door John. Well, another way would be, and this is sort of along the same line as a sports thing, but if, if, for example, you do headshots, usually, you know, those people are involved in, in, uh, in some sort of business. And sometimes you get the, you know, the higher ups or even the CEO and that sort of thing. Well, those people, once you establish a relationship with them, they, you know, you can talk to them about, you know, an ongoing relationship with their, you know, bringing all of their people in as they, as they come in, we've done this over and over again. Um, what about, let's see, in 2007, I started rather than doing group shots of, let's say law firms or medical practices, I would photograph individual persons and photograph them exactly the same lighting and then put them together, cut them out. It's being done all over the place now, but, but in 2007, hardly any, nobody was doing it that I knew of. And, and we were putting these 
groups together. And then if somebody left the organization or if they added new people, you wouldn't have to do a whole new group shot. You could just bring that one person out or add the other person in. And um, it, first of all, what that does is that you, you have tremendous amount of goodwill because you're, you're saving them money, or at least you, they think they're saving, you're, they're saving money because you don't have to get them together. And, and I, always, you know, the, the price tag of getting 12 lawyers together or 15 lawyers together all at once, just their, their time alone is more oftentimes more than what you're going to charge them to do the photography. So it is a, there's, there's some, uh, there's some benefit to that. And uh, it, then when that happens, they have to send all their people to you afterwards because you know, they, nobody else can put that in. So, you know, I've got uh, probably a dozen, 14 different um, companies that I'm, I've been doing this now for, you know, decade or more and um, they can't go anywhere else. And, you know, I mean, it's really good business because they buy wall portraits. I sell them metal prints of the whole group and, and um, you know, make them, it, it's more than just the headshot business. Mm -hmm. Additionally, when you hook up, especially with the leaders of the industry in your town, then they, you know, interestingly, those people often have Corvettes or airplanes or cars. And so you have the, you, know, you have this, um, and I have a, you know, light paintings, uh, metal prints all over my studio. When they come in, they see those and the uh -huh. conversation comes in pretty soon. Oh man, I got a, you know, I got a beautiful home. I'd love to have you light paint or, you know, I got a 63 Corvette. I'd love to have you do that. And all of a sudden there's more business. Nice. Or they might have a business that has product. And so, you know, we can talk to them about light painting some of their products for catalogs. Um, right now, and this morning, I did a, a, a series. I'm doing a, a series for a company that makes log homes. And I've done, oh gosh, probably eight or 10 light paintings of these homes. And I'm, they've got, you know, I just I spent all day. I made probably 500 photographs of the interior of a single home. And uh, they're, you know, they, again, they, they like my style. They're not going to get anybody else to, you know, fill the pages of their website. So those, you can migrate from one product line to another with mm -hmm. the right people. And but, that's important. Yeah. So can you, do you convert executive sessions into portrait clients? A lot of the people that I coach that are not you know, doing products and other kinds of things. We've, we've been pondering how an, a headshot promotion or something could build the portrait business. Is that something that you find happens when they're like, oh, I've got a high school senior. Oh, we need a family. We haven't had a family photograph in a while. Like, does, is that a, is that an entry point? All the time. Your clients? It goes all different ways. It could be you're photographing the high school senior whose dad is a CEO and all of a sudden there's your in to their company. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that you're photographing the CEO and you find out he has a family or maybe it's a, you know, it's a closely held company and he's got children that are coming into business and okay, let's do a legacy portrait. Or, you know, if you're going to do retire next year, you should probably have your own you know, founders photograph just, and I, I, mm -hmm. I always make the, the comparison to the, you know, if you've been into a Marriott and you see the Marriott brother and the family portraits that are in every single Marriott that, you know, everybody understands that they get that they go, Oh right. yeah, maybe we should do something like that. And, and you know, I do that an awful lot, but again, it's, it's part of that has to be the, the trust that's built up through the, you know, building the relationship, which takes 
um, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of time, but it takes, you know, the, you have to do the job well and you have to do it right. And you have to be honest and fair with them and, and really make it, uh, you know, a, 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 a win-win situation every single time. When that happens, um, you'll hit a home run once in a while. And it's really nice to be able to have a client like that. Right. Yeah. You reminded me of something that um, back back in our day, John. <laughs> no, oh, don't get there, me started. There were many people, I imagine you remember, that were giving programs on executive portraiture from a fine art uh, viewpoint where then the, the intention was they were going to be these legacy portraits in their businesses. And I think that is a niche that somebody could recreate. Um, you know, do you know who, what I'm talking about? Um, sure. With the, I don't remember the people that. Used oh, there were, yeah, there were a number of people that were know, doing show that. how to be at the symphony and how to light somebody in their own environment. Sure. Like Bill McIntosh and. Yeah. You know, Bill and. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Vic, so in San Diego, uh, where I Christopher that was a, he's a one name guy in Christopher okay yeah 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 so in, in San Diego uh, north of San Diego yeah where my doctor's office is is in a hospital and there's a wall when you get off the elevator of like 10 portraits uh, of what we're talking about and I know uh, I don't know if you knew Victor Avila mm -hmm. and he was San Diego and many of them were his and he used to have these beautiful wall portraits of you know hot shots all over the county in places of businesses and symphony halls and things like that so uh, it just you reminded me that i i think for people that love that world there's a potential uh niche that someone could could grow again of environmental or just beautiful portraits in business absolutely anyway. i think the that there is a, a if you go to individual companies like that and you know obviously you're not going to get to the ceo right away unless you have a relationship with them it, it's you're gonna it's a hard nut to crack because you know they're gonna say well what, what the marketing person or whatever they're not going to understand that so i think it's important that you know if you have the in right to the top that's the way to do it mm -hmm. but there's another way to do it. And I've actually done this a couple of times where you create a project, you create an art project. We're mm. going to do, we're going to photograph the movers and shakers of the town. And so you go to someone then maybe in the chamber of commerce or someone, you know, who has, who can hold sway with this and say, you know, I'd like to create, I'm, I'm working on a, a project now. We want to, we would, I would love to photograph, you know, and I need to have your help with me in trying to find and identify the people who have really made an impact in our community. And when you, when you do that, then all of a sudden they become the person saying you have to do this, you know, or it's an honor to do it. You're going to be honored and we'll right. have an exhibit. We'll have an opening. We'll have a, you know, we'll have a reveal sort of thing at the, whether it is art gallery or whatever, you know, wherever it is that you want to have this thing happen. And then the photography then can be sold to those individual companies because once they see the image, they'll buy it. You, you, it's really difficult to get someone to agree to do it because most men 
would, and I say this men or women, but most people over the age of 20 would rather eat dirt than have their picture taken. Mm. So it's not something that everyone has this big head about, oh yeah, I just need to have my picture made. That, that's, that just, it's really hard to make that happen. But like everybody else who comes to us for headshots, they come because somebody told them to come. And so if you have, and nobody's going to tell a CEO to come unless it's part of a, a larger project like this. And when mm. you do that, then you can, you have an in to many, many potentially, you know, once you're in with these people, then all of a sudden you can talk about photographing their staff or their key people. You can talk about, you know, legacy portraits, you can do all that stuff, but you have to get that foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And my experience and doing this has, and I've done it in in a number of different ways for a number of different um, institutions is to be able to create a project. And, um, and when you, when you do that, you can sell the project and you're not, nobody's actually buying it. You're going to say, I'm going to do this, you know, on my own. Um, we'll have an exhibit, you know, or if somebody wants to underwrite it, that's fine. And I've had, I've actually had some foundations underwrite this project, this project for me. Mm. So that, that makes it even better because then you get paid twice. So when that happens, then you have the ability to, you know, not only make double sales, but also to be able to, to have and establish and maintain and cultivate long-term relationships with some of the most powerful people in your community. And when that happens, then the doors just open like crazy. And it's, it's, mm. uh, it's, it, it can happen in the business world. It can happen in the sports world. It can happen in, in the, uh, uh, the volunteer world. Um, you know, you just have to come up with an idea and then you have to get the right people behind you to be able to, to sell it to the right people who, who you want to photograph. And, you know, you can obviously have a say in it, but I think it's important that you, that you, uh, that you recruit others to give you suggestions for people because you don't know everybody in your community anyway. And it does make it a lot easier um, when they say, Oh, we, this person here, they, you know, they're, they have a huge business, but they also are very philanthropic. They, mm-hmm. you know, they contribute to this or that. And all of a sudden, you know, you can make a book, you could do a, uh, uh, and I did this uh, several times with our local high school or our local, um, the symphony where we did photographs and of each of the, of the, of the principal players. And this idea I got from Bill McIntosh years and years ago, uh-huh. I did it in 1988. Uh, I did it in 2013 and I'm going to do it again um, in two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one we did was uh, um, they made 30 by 40. Um, what do they call them? Those backlighted trans. Transparencies, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frame transparencies, mm-hmm. and they put them in the symphony hall, and uh, I mean, it was it was huge. And from that business, I've gotten you know a, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't monetized it, but a lot of work from from just people seeing those images. Mm-hmm. Uh, several of my friends, one of my coaching clients, is doing that with uh, like forty over forty or fifty over fifty of Mm -hmm. women and doing that very same thing and it'll be interesting you know such a like that's why i was excited to talk to you john because i knew that you have background and experiences and projects you've done that um those younger younger newer kids which (laughs) um you know there's just things every decade kind of has new ideas and this was something that was very popular that is still working for you, obviously. So 
Um, well, that yeah, and it's it's all on autopilot right now. You know, I yeah. don't have to go out and hustle for that business anywhere because it's 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 in the pipeline. And but if you drop so, into I mean, a new community and wanted to build a business, right. then you've got yeah. Or even if you've been there a while and you haven't thought about it, certainly it's right. You know, it's a way. And there, there's one other way that, and I have to say that this has probably had the most profound effect on me in the last 15 years uh, for my business, and that is. Um, in 2007, I was, I was in our, we have a little, our little town has three art galleries all within a couple blocks of each other. It's kind of a cool little art community, but we were, I was in one of the galleries and the lady who was the curator there, I happened to photograph her son's senior pictures a few years before. And she said, Hey, would you like to do a show? A one person show. And I said, well, you know, I'm just a, I'm not an artist. I'm a photographer. You know, I, I always had that feeling like, what could I contribute? You know, you don't want to see pictures of the Grand Canyon or you know, and she said, well, you know, next year is our, the city's 150th birthday. So maybe you could come up with some ideas that, that might be, you know, kind of uh, uh, fun and, and, and show the, the city in a good light. So I started thinking about this. And this is at the time when, I, when uh, um, I started getting really interested in panoramic photography. And then, and at the time what was brand new was HDR, or high, den- high dynamic range photography. And, pretty, and then I was doing high dynamic range panoramic photography and high dynamic range panoramic infrared photography and all these mm-hmm. kind of crazy things just because nobody else was doing it and I, w- I found it interesting so I thought maybe what I should do is to go to all the iconic views of our city and take and make these really cool pictures where people look at them and they go yeah I know where that is but man it doesn't look like that when I'm there mm-hmm. and um, so I had this exhibit and uh, they normally get like you know 300 people a month in the in the uh, gallery and they had like 350 people there the first night and it was was a steady stream and it was a really successful exhibit i did you know i was i paid for it you know i did i wrote it myself but it was something that eventually uh, i sold a lot of images from it so you know i did did make something back from it that wasn't the main thing the main thing was that at some point somebody called me up and said hey i saw your exhibit and um, we're starting an artist cooperative in our town and we'd like you to become a member. And this artist cooperative is a, co- a cooperative is like an entity. It's like a LLC or it's a corporation. Um, most cooperatives you think of are like food co-ops or farm co-ops and that sort of thing. But it is a, you know, it's a, it's a legal entity. And um, basically everybody works there um, or you can pay more and not work, which I do, or you can pay mm-hmm. a lot less and, and work more. So um and it's, we started in 2009. I'm a charter member. I'm still, I'm the only surviving charter member. Not surviving. Everybody's still alive, but I'm the only one who's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, um, and I've had, you know, everybody gets, and it's all kinds of artists. There's photographers. There's two other, one other photographer. There's fabric artists. There's jewelers. There's um, wood carvers. There's, I mean, it's all really, really nice stuff. And people come in from, you know, larger cities and say, wow, that we don't, this is really unusual for a, a little town like this this would be really this would fit perfectly in you know my major city so anyway long story short the uh, as an artist a member you can produce your own show if you want they have ongoing single show where you get half the gallery and then everybody else gets the other half and i've done four shows in the nine years i've been there mm. um and every single time i've gotten huge swaths of business and when I, the first time i did a uh an exhibit with metal prints 
um, a fellow called me up who was a CEO of a, a, an insurance company in town. And so we really like it. I love what you're doing. That work is that panoramic work is really cool. And, and, you know, I'd like to have you do some work in our, of our, of our building. So we did some photography for him and, and I made four images, um, or no, two images, the front and back of the building. And we made, you know, made uh, 80, 96, 84 and 72 inch prints of each one of those. And then he decided that he wanted one of all four seasons. And it was like, a, it ended up being like a $68,000 job. And so having that presence and the art presence in a small town is a way to establish yourself as a quote unquote artist. So you can showcase your work and have lots and lots of people see it. And I, I sell work at this gallery, but, but I've, I've gotten well over $300,000 worth of business that I can directly attribute to having that, having that presence there. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have an artist co-op in your town. Maybe you have, you know, art space that you can rent, or maybe there's a place where you can get, you know, a gallery exhibit on a, you know, once in a while basis. If you do that, you can establish yourself as a, um, you know, as an artist, my, the work that I do is just photographs I take around town mm -hmm. and, you know, they're, they're, they're unusual. They're, they're done interestingly and they're done creatively. They're not, they're not just snapshots, but they are all of our town. And as I think I mentioned earlier, that has become the largest uh, product line that we've had last year and this year. So it is a, and it's, it was completely unscripted. I had no, no indication that this was going to happen, but pretty soon people started calling me up and saying, Hey, we, we want some great photographs of our, of, of the city that we want to put in our new uh, apartment complex or our new hotel mm -hmm. or our, our new um, gallery that we're putting up um, for this or that. And, and ended up being, you know, it ends up being these, you know, they're all large metal prints and they're all multi five figure jobs. And so it, and this work that I did years ago, <laughs> That's the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> it you know, certainly you can continue to create your own pieces, yeah. but you know, you'll just sell once. Yeah. So I, I when uh, you were, okay, let's start that again. So John, I was in a class you were teaching where you showed those photographs and talked about that. Uh, I don't know, eight years ago, 10 years ago. I'm not sure, you know, time passes. And I was pretty astounded. And those images were beautiful of the, where you did the seasons and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that. That was you. <laughs> um, okay. So we've been kind of teasing people about light painting. And I know you have um, something you need to get to soon. So can you, is there any last thing on marketing or is that good to segue to talking about You've talked about how you've used it to enhance your business, but I know people would like to know more, like, like, what is it? So sure. is this like, any last thing on marketing or is this good? In 2013, I was going through a website called uh, Luminous Landscape. A friend of mine was the owner of it. And, uh, and I saw these images and I said, wow, those are really cool. But how do they do that? And I started looking at the, the, the article was written by a fellow by the name of Harold Ross, and he's from uh, Pennsylvania. And this it, it come to do a little bit of digging and found out it was uh, this this uh, stuff he called light painting. Now, light painting has been around a long time. It's been around 100 years. People used to light paint 
large scale projects with big, big uh, photo floods and so forth, but it all had to be done on a single sheet of film. And Harold was the first person I'd seen that was doing it on, you know, multiple images and then blending them together in Photoshop. And what fascinated me about it was, you know, I can look at a portrait of a, of a high school senior and I can say, well, okay, the round catch lights in the eyes, that means they used a round umbrella. Mm-hmm. And the autofocus background probably shot wide open or at F28 or 2.0 or whatever. And uh, there's a little light coming on the other side. Yeah, there's a little kicker light that was on there. And, you know, there's a, a long throw. It's, it's probably a long telephoto lens, probably a 200 millimeter lens. So I can look at that and say, okay, I can create that. When I look at the light paintings, I look at it and I said, I have no idea how they did that. And that's just, that was the fascination for me. So, and basically what light painting is, is the ability to, to light certain areas of a subject in small quantities, small areas, and then blend them together to create a look that you can't get any other way. And um, it, it creates all kinds of possibilities for lighting subjects that are as diverse as jewelry, musical instruments, automobiles, homes, um, um, motorcycles, uh, all kinds of food, all kinds of things. And um, I, I just fell in love with it. I went to see Harold. I went to, I studied with a, a number of other different uh, light painting artists and put together kind of my own style. And uh, um, as I mentioned earlier, it, it started off just to being a little hobby or a fun diversion and pretty soon people would then post the images online and said, hey, could you do that for me? You know, I'd like to, to have you do that. And so all of a sudden it became like this, oh, there's people that actually want to pay for this. And, mm-hmm. and because nobody else is doing it, I decided at that time that I would create a, uh, the product line would be totally separate from all the other stuff that I was doing. And, and interestingly, the larger, the better. So, you know, I, I've sold prints as large as 120 inches for a single image. And so there are, um, you know, there's extreme possibilities. And the interesting thing about this, this demographic is that, you know, for all of my career, my clientele, 96% of them were women. And there was always that, oh, I have to talk to my husband sort of thing, you know, and get permission to do this. Well, light painting is 100% men. There's no, they have not had a woman client except a few that have purchased gift certificates for their husbands because they can't think of anything else to get for them. Mm-hmm. And so the, that buying uh, dynamic is totally different. You know, they they want something that's going to look really cool and they'll get it, whatever they, here's the card, just just do it. Mm-hmm. And whether it, and I've done light paintings for a lot of commercial projects, when if, if you start doing that for commercial work, um, corporations have deep pockets. And if you can do something that nobody else can do, you command, you can command whatever it is you want to want for that, for that work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, half a dozen accounts right now, including this log home place where there's just, you know, I, they just have me do it. Here it is. And they write a check. I mean, they don't think anything of it because, what I'm charging them is, you know, a small fraction of, of their marketing budget. And, um, and they, they really like what I'm doing. So the, the, uh, the, and I, and I, I've gotten to the point now and I'm doing, you know, I've taught it and I've had some workshops and I do have a, uh, I actually created during my COVID time, I created a, a video tutorial series, a mm. 50 some video series 
that explains it for people who don't, who can't come to the workshop um, or who want to get started right away and then come to the workshop later. Actually, if, if they start it, if they get it now, then they, the base, the hundred percent of the, of the tuition is applied toward the workshop. So they don't really pay for it if they, if they're deciding to come to both, but anyway, neither here nor there. It's, it's um, a process that really is a lot of fun. So I want my audience to know, you kind of said that really fast. You have a workshop that you will be giving once the it's all clear with a couple times a year. Oh, I've, I just had one. Okay. And you have a video series that people can either watch to get them started or watch before the, the workshop and that, cost of that can apply to the live program so is right right? you said that really fast i want to i'm sorry yeah the 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 video series was created for people who said i want it i i know i want to go to your workshop but i i don't want to wait till next spring you know i want to learn it right now so this is one of those things where you know it's a the membership is you can go to it anytime and there the videos are short anywhere from you know two minutes to maybe 20 minutes and you, and they, they're very specific about, you know, specific things about the, whether it's a photography part or it's about the editing part or, you know, and then I do five, I do five projects, a, a car, a motorcycle, um, an aircraft, a home and a fine art piece or a still life. And so I do the entire photo shoot and then uh, the build. It's all tightly edited. There's not a lot of ums and ahs. It's a very, very, everything is very scripted. And you can push pause and, you know, get it done on your end and then push play again to keep continue. But it's that part of it is enough to get, um, you know, get started on it. And some people get a taste for it and say, yeah, there's a lot more. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see how you do it specifically. And so, you know, I we have a couple of workshops here in town in Stevens Point that I that I do a year and um, and they're small classes. So that's so, how that works. Question on light painting. Um, cause somehow, cause I haven't seen your program in a while. Um, I loved it. I thought we had to get it all done at the same time. I didn't realize that there was the layering ideas. So that's kind of mind blowing. Some friends of mine and I have been like, let's do some light painting. Let's go out at night with flashlights and other things. But, um, but so that, so then the question on that is, do you sometimes do them as composites where, you know, if somebody wants their motorcycle on the moon, or, well, you probably didn't fly to the moon, um, <laughs> but, you know, their motorcycle at the edge of a Grand Canyon or something, do you do composites with light painting or are they? You can. Um, I, and, I, and I have. Mm-hmm. I like to, when I work with a client, I like to establish a, um, a, a context, a context to the image. Mm-hmm. So if it's a motorcycle and they have a really cool man cave shop, you know, in their, in their garage, I would rather do that than try to put it out somewhere where, you know, I mean, I certainly can, can do the, and I've done that before where we put them into a, you know, back alley or something like that. But usually, you know, we, I, I do meet with a client. It's a pretty involved sales process that doesn't, isn't really a sales process at all. It's just an inquisitive, you know, conversation to find out what it is that, that they want out of this. And we usually can find a place that requires me to light paint, not only the, the subject, 
but also then the the background mm -hmm. but yeah the, and, and to your point most of my light paintings anywhere from have anywhere from 40 to 150 separate photographs wow so they are you know they're very very specific the areas that are lit and they're they're designed and you have to the the the, the tricky part about it is that you really have to know what you want before you start mm. and you also have to have a basic concept of you know direction of light where this is going to go because you can most people just end up they light from every direction and when they put it all together it just looks like flash on camera right because there's you know you, you need to still establish light direction shadows um you know but, but light painting allows you to to put as much detail even in the shadows as you want you don't you're not at the mercy of the shadowing that happens to be like if you had a um like a uh, a softbox or something where you know the shadows will fall and maybe you'll have enough light or maybe not you know in the shadows mm -hmm. but you can you can add light to the shadows um digitally and then just bring in as much as you want so you can make it as dynamic as as you as you want the image to be so it's 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 a um it's a process that requires some for planning some for you know some foreknowledge of what you want out of it right and then a little bit of planning beforehand so it's not right. a it's not a willy-nilly thing and that's the that's the tricky part that you know on um mastering the actual light itself isn't that hard it's just knowing that the light has to go in a certain spot in advance that makes it a little bit trickier so um there's a scenario I'm thinking of. Tell me if I'm on track with this. Uh, years ago, I took a class where somebody did high-end interior uh, for real estate for big money. And they showed how they put this flash here and this flash there and that thing there and this reflector there so that your eye would travel through the shadows and it wasn't just a big black hole. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, I would never do that. Um, what I'm imagining is with light painting, you can just do that like one little spot at a time when you plan it. Is that, am I on track that it's like, instead of having to set up 10 strobes through the hallways and so forth to get light where you want it, you do it by painting with light am i exactly it's the you know um well this for example the log home places that i've been doing i just this you know this is a five thousand square foot house i light painted it using a small like a a wand you know a light wand uh -huh. the entire thing was done with just a single small light wand and a very and, long shutter speed correct is that the well yeah the, the shutter long? is opened and closed based on how much light is going to be applied to a certain area and that that amount of light is determined by um by how close the light is how intense the light is and how fast or slow you're drawing it across it's actually you know it's not just you don't just hold the light and 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 open the shutter you move the light along so that you can like for example on an automobile i can run along the entire width of the uh, length of the car so that the look, even though it's a small light, looks like a 22 foot softbox that's hanging over the top of the car. Ah. So, and then you can use smaller lights to light detail work like the steering wheel or the wheels or the grill or the, the headlights, you know, and that sort of thing. So it, um, you know, there's, there's finesse to it, mm -hmm. but 
basically it's a real simple set of uh, a real simple tool set and oftentimes you know i'll i'll go to a, a shoot with just maybe two lights or three lights and mm. maybe not even use them all it just depends so um so that part of it is fairly simple it's just knowing where to put the light that's right. that's the tricky part yeah. i i went to um a week-long west coast school class with dean collins mm-hmm. remember dean dean was sure the, do the guru of light and he's from san diego um, right lucky for us and we did this motorcycle shoot in a little in front of a funky little bar uh in a beach community we had to be there at four in the morning and he had so many lights set up in his um what were those things called that were like the big pvc pipes mm-hmm. yeah they're the reflectors and yeah and kind uh, of call them light works or something. gobos and that sort of thing yeah All bouncers and scrims and like so much stuff that what i concluded from that week with because he was a commercial photographer was yeah no i don't want to do that <laughs> right but if i had seen that same scene i'm sure you could have done exactly you know in your own way you could have accomplished an incredible image of a motorcycle in front of a funky little beach bar with it sounds like very simple amount of equipment is that sure that's what you're talking about Yep. And for us portrait photographers, the added bonus is after you're done light painting that motorcycle, you, you can bring the client in in his leathers and have him stand next to the motorcycle or hang on the on the handlebars and use one flash and get him or, you know, like a, I call it the I call it the Dr. Pepper lighting, which is a lighting at 10, 2 and 4. <laughs> and uh, so, you have you know, light up front, highlight and then two kicker lights and you can easily cut them out and sit them right into the image. So now all of a sudden you have a portrait not just a light painting of a, of a gizmo, yeah. but you have the actual something you can, the client will actually purchase. And I've, I've sold a lot of images with client in, in the image and it wasn't their intent for the most part, it wasn't their intent to have a portrait made, but sometimes it's just like, eh, you know, you guys, well, this yeah. would be really cool if you, you know mm -hmm. what, we're going to do the picture anyway. So you, you can either pick it without we with it, with you or without you, but I would say, let's give it a try as long as you're here. And most yeah. people will go, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, they, everybody has an alter ego, right? Especially when it comes to that kind of stuff and, and they're, they're happy to do it. And typically the photograph that's purchased is the one with them in it. So the tie-in between the two topics, marketing and light painting is what I heard you say, and you can fill this out more is that, because you created, um, you know, I know you didn't invent it. You referred to the people that you learned it from, but because you do this and you've shown it in your community, then that opened all kinds of new doors and perception of you as an artist, as someone in the commercial world that, that there's a dynamic and potential that you didn't have as strongly before. Uh, as, Am I, am I uh, sharing that kind of the marriage of the two in a way that, that you would explain it? Or I think so. Um, what light painting does is it opens all kinds of doors that wouldn't, be, have, wouldn't have opened otherwise. Because when you introduce someone to that, then all of a sudden, you know, you're elevated beyond like, wow, this is amazing. And by the way, part of the secret in the marketing of this is the client is always there while you're doing it. Mm. They're watching, they're helping. Okay. And they're, you know, they're, 
they're making sure that it's and they're completely baffled when they all they do is they see on this and i when i shoot i shoot to an ipad so the people the image comes up immediately so i can evaluate my exposure and make sure i'm doing it right and they're there watching it and they, all they see is that lit steering wheel and they can't figure out how this is all going to come together nothing looks at all like it's going to look in in the final image and in a lot of ways i compare this to the old days when we had film when you took the picture you couldn't see anything you just right. took the picture and you crossed your fingers and you hope right. that in two weeks it turned out okay mm -hmm. and this is sort of that same thing i mean we're actually are seeing an image at a time but you're not seeing the finished image till the very till it's all put together and that mystery allows you to remain you know the the guy behind the curtain sort of thing um, that that has really been lost with digital photography right. and that's not a good or a bad thing it's just that that's the way it was for us film photographers we retained a lot of that magic because uh, like you said with dean collins you can set all this stuff up but when you see the picture and you can't see the picture and it's all, it's all done and you hope for the best and so that gives you that kind of that edge so if you if you can provide that sort of visibility in what you're doing then it opens up all kinds of other doors for portraiture for commercial work for industrial photography um, for art pieces and all kinds of other things that that you may or may not have been able to you know find a niche for before yes and i have a feeling it's really fun oh my gosh it, it, it's if it wasn't fun i wouldn't be doing it yeah. that's for sure but it is i'm you know my wife is a quilter she has a big 14 foot long arm quilt machine and mm -hmm. um, my studio is attached to but separate from my house and we've been here in the same building now for 42 years and she's upstairs and she does her quilting and i and i'm in my little world here doing photography and at the end of the day we get together and she says oh i had so much fun and i get together and i say yeah i had so much fun and i mm -hmm. said you know how many people our age are don't have fun at the end of the day <laughs> they're like oh i only have two more years three months 14 weeks seven hours and eight minutes and i'm out of here you know yeah, yeah it's like man i don't why would you want to live your life like that but anyway that's not my problem but but it is it's really a lot of fun and it's not something i do as a job and i've had people i you know i was on the cover of a of a uh, tractor magazine a john deere collector mm. tracker magazine one time in fact i'm getting a, my second cover in a couple of uh, weeks and somebody called me up and said i have 47 tractors in, in central illinois would you like to come and light paint them and i said no i said i don't want a job <laughs> i want <laughs> i want to have fun doing this and 47 tractors would be a job i don't care how much money you want to pay me it's just not it, that wouldn't be enjoyable oh. so um you know and this is every single time I approach something like this it's completely different even if it's you know the same uh, the same ford mustang that i did three months ago it's a different mustang it's a different background it's a different client and uh, and i've gotten better at it because i know you know what to look for what to ask for what's what angles they prefer and that sort of thing to you know um, even though i'm doing this sort of as an art project my philosophy was and always will be and this is a Dean Collins quote, beauty is in the eye of the checkbook holder. Mm. And uh, if they like it, it's great. So we always try to get their opinion in advance. And if we don't like their opinion, we'll say, I really like that idea. Let's try that one. Let's try this one and see which one you like better. And of course, they always like yours better, but it's still their idea. We have to make, make it seem like it's their idea, especially when you're dealing with, with the light painting clients. Oftentimes they're type A's. They're very 
And they're, some of them are CEOs. They're very used to getting their way. They want to be in on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, on the, the, they want to have a say in the project. Right. And so the more you can involve them, the harder it is for them to say no. And they will definitely give you your opinion, give you their opinion. And then you can make suggestions and then you can, you know, you can uh, make them fit uh, so that they end up with what they want. And you end up with what you want from an artistic standpoint, you know, you have mm-hmm. to have to live with yourself, but, um, but oftentimes they'll just say, Hey, I don't care. Just make it look good. And that's the best kind of client to have. Incredible. And I'm thinking it's kind of like um, a magician where we see the results, but how the heck did you make that magic happen? I bet sure. being the person watching, helping, you know, telling you, you know, giving you whatever input is appropriate where it's their, it's their baby, it's their car or motorcycle yes. or airplane. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly the image <laughs> yeah. is that they're just like gobsmacked. I love that word. Um, it's it's a very it's a it's a really exciting and it happens every single time and you know these oftentimes you know these people are that you've they're they're how do I say it you know they're highly respected but they just they just they're like it's like they're holding their grandchild you know they just they 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 just google over it you know they go crazy over it so it's it is a it's fun to see that happen but it is part of the satisfying process of being you know not only an artist but you know someone with who has some commercial savvy to be able to you know create and generate income from it as Mm -hmm. well i even just on a much simpler basis um i often because i work on a tripod when i'm photographing families kids most of the time and i'll have them look through the viewfinder not the you know look through the lens not the what do you call it nowadays with digital the 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 monitor yeah the little anyway to look right through the camera and they're always like whoa because what i've composed and the lens i've chosen and the focus and all of that looks so different than when you're standing next to the camera and there's this big scene, you know, what I've isolated and the choices that I made. Um, I don't let people look at the back of the camera very much mm-hmm. um, unless it's maybe an out of town person where I want them to know that when their family member is ordering for them, they're going to like it. But yeah, I've many times over my career when someone has looked right through the camera they're astounded at the difference between like so this is like you know times a million <laughs> right so. well there's there's yeah there's no no concept when they're actually seeing it happen yeah um especially and you know even in my marketing a lot of what i'll do is um i have what i call builds where we'll start with the image and uh the before image and then i'll just go to start putting each individual picture right on top of each other in a very quick succession. Like, you know, in 30 seconds, there's a hundred pictures that come up. So like every third of a second, there's a new picture. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they see that, then they get a feel and it's, you know, the, what you're doing with this is you're building value. Yeah. You're realizing this is, this is not just a picture. This is really art. And so again, it, it, it allows you to become 
um, you know, to basically set your fees wherever you want them to be and completely irrelevant to what you're, you know, charging for a similar image for a family portrait or something like that, because it's a totally different product. Sure. You know, you're using a camera and that's about the only similarity. So the, the uh, you, you can create all kinds of value when you are able to, you know, again, this is all part of that being able to do something that nobody else can do. Right. Right. So when someone's like, Oh, you're a photographer. My, my sister's a photographer. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, whole nother world. And even I'm sure you're also saying because you can charge so significantly for these, it gives more value to more ability to charge more for the family portraits that are not light painted because the, your perception of, of you as an artist, as a creative, as a, you know, somebody worth, worth investing well in goes up perception wise. Right. right. They go hand in hand. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely true. Yes. Oh, I love talking to you, John. And no wonder I've sat in your classes probably yeah. more times than I remember. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I have just two quick questions for you. One is how we get in touch with you. And I know that you have an offer uh, for my listeners. So how do they get that? Sure. Um, I, I'm really hard to find it on purpose. Um, I do have a, a general light painting um, website. I also have a, you know, a portrait website. I do have, I especially, I try to present myself as a specialist. So I have a senior website says John Hartman seniors.com. And I have a, a general here I am sort of thing in the community, which is jhartmanphoto.com. Mm -hmm. But I, but my light painting website is John Hartman light painting.com. Okay. And that is the website. If you go to that page, that's what people who are customers will come to first. Um, I do have several hidden pages for photographers. One is johnhartmanlightpainting.com slash workshop, which explains what the workshop is all about. Okay. And uh, then I also, for those that are interested in the, in the, the, the video series, it's called Light Painting Classroom. Then that's johnhartmanlightpainting.com slash classroom. Okay. Class. Let me, I'm going to look it up right now. I think it's, it might be classroom, but let me double check. Um, Sorry about that. Well, it's classroom. I found it. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So it's classroom. Money trail. Okay. Right. So, so, and then um, um, for anybody that's interested in the, uh, in, in the light painting classroom, um, we can offer a uh, hundred dollars off of that. If you type in, uh, there's a coupon code there, just type in 100. And um, I can offer that through the month of October. Does that sound good? Um, this is going to be posted at the end of October. Okay. Well then I'll, I'll, I'll put it in through the end of the year. So any of your listeners who want to do this can get, get it through the end of the year and it will be just the, just the, the number, um, one zero zero and you put, put that in there and then you'll be able to get the hundred dollars off. It's, yeah. it's, it's normally 500. So you get a quarter, you know, it's 25% off, 20% off, I guess. And then that, that, the, that, that, balance at $400. If you decide that you want to come to a class, if you look at it and you get hooked and you say, Oh man, I want to learn more about this. Then that full amount is applied toward 
during the workshop. No. So, Where are the um, workshops held? Pardon me? Where are your workshops? Well, I used to take them all over the country. And uh, I've had them, you know, I had host people hosted me, Clay and Blackboard hosted me mm-hmm. and Tony Corbell hosted me and Bruce Hudson hosted me. And I, I had uh, all of these friends of mine who were, you know, interested in this. And the problem was, is that I would get to the location and they'd say, you know, I've got a friend who's got a really cool Ferrari and we're going to light paint it. We get there and it would be raining ah. and there would be no backup, you know, or it would be, you know, well, he decided he changed his mind. He didn't want to have mm-hmm. all those people around his yeah. expensive cars. I so I, I decided I'm going to have them in town, in my hometown, where I have access to many, many people who have many, many really cool places to, to do the photography, whether it rains or not. And uh, so, you know, and so it's all, Wisconsin. everything is, what's really cool about this is that our, our town is small enough where the hotel we stay at, it's a really nice hotel. It's two blocks from my studio, a block from the workshop venue and everything's walkable. 17 yeah. restaurants all within two blocks of this okay. area. So it's a really fun, you know, and the hotel picks you up at the airport. So it's like, you come, you don't need a car. We have a blast doing it. Got really nice facilities and I don't have to worry about whether or not you know, whether when I go to this place, is it going to work or not? So, uh, and everybody that comes loves it. So it's, it's a lot of fun. We do one in, at the end of May and the other one at the end of August. And how many people? I generally have six to eight is yeah. what all we do. And then once you come to a workshop, I do have in the middle of the summer, we have what's called light painting 2.0, which is a kind of a, uh, it's a class just for people who've been to the first workshop. Mm-hmm. And it's, we talk a little bit more about marketing and, and th- what things have been working for people. And it's a little bit more of an advanced class. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of nice. The other, the one other benefit of whether you sign up for a light painting classroom or the, uh, or the actual workshop, you're going to be become a member of, I have a private Facebook page. We have a, quite a few hundred photographers who've just been to my workshop. And they are, uh, some of them have done incredibly good things. They're exceptionally well, uh, well-crafted people and doing really, really nice photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you can go there and you can post your images up privately. So you don't have to worry about putting them out to the whole world mm-hmm. and having them be a failure. And you can get suggestions and you can talk about gear right. and you can, uh, you know, provide your own critiques um, so it's, it's a, it's a nice, safe place to go, um, uh, where people who have all come from the exact same spot, that's yeah. my workshop. So that's the, that's another kind of a benefit of being a, being a classroom member. Ordinarily, uh, when I'm, uh, doing a podcast, I don't have somebody share so many details, but I know there are people who are just like, oh my gosh, I want that. So I'm, you know, I'm happy that you shared all of the potential information with people yeah edit as you as you see fit well yeah it's not going to be because i just find that there was a lot of great info in there and inspiration i'd love for people to go i'm thinking huh should i go that would be fun um I'd love to have, yeah. <laughs> now it's always at night right the light paintings are at night yeah. what we do the and the, 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 if you go to the website, it shows you the classroom part of it shows you exactly what goes on. But there's there's a stuff that's done during the day, um, you know, kind of introduction of what light painting is. And then we light paint at night. You do you do your own project. We have a little setup where you do like you bring in like still life, whether it's food or, 
you know, a collection of, you know, baseball memorabilia or whatever, you bring your own things in and we do those and we, we create your own project. And then that evening we do a, a full light painting of a, a car or a house or an airplane or something next. And I process those files at night. And then the next day we build them together. We build that image together. Everybody gets to, to create it. And the following night we do another light painting project and we get to talk and build it the, the next day. And then we have a, a full whole section on marketing and pricing and how much, uh, you know, how much to charge for this sort of thing. What products do you sell and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So it's, it's a very well-rounded uh, well program that allows a lot of hands-on experience. Cool. Okay. So before I ask you my last question, I want to remind people to stay tuned for my wrap up. Uh, as much as I can kind of touch on a few things, you know, this was so great, so much good information that, um, you know, you should probably listen to it twice or four times, um, dear listener. <laughs> anyway, okay, last, last wrap up is just, is there either something you didn't share or uh, like a parting thought that you would love people to uh, go away with from this conversation? Well, I guess if I get, and I get, I guess it's because this, I get this question an awful lot, you know, it's like, is there really any future in photography? And, you know, I, I'm banging my head against the wall trying to get clients in and it's just really hard to do. And, you know, my answer is there's all kinds of business out there. There's people out there just with their credit cards ready to throw them in your lap, but you just have to give them a good reason to do it. And, it re and it's, it's, it's not just putting out a Facebook ad or anything like that. It's, it's building relationships in your community, um, creating projects that allow you to do uh, your, be creative on your end that um, people will look at and say, wow, that's really neat. I'd like to have you do that for me. Or, you know, I saw what you did this, uh, this particular thing. I'm pretty sure you can help me with this even if it's not related. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about building relationships. And I mean, we hear this all it's, you know, I heard it long before I was interested in relationships. <laughs> I just was like, Oh, I don't I'm not interested in that. But then I, the more, the longer I've been around, the more I realized that yes, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And if you have a good relationship with somebody, whether it's a client who does, you know, has a portrait made every couple of years or a, uh, um, you know, someone who has their, their, has you photograph their child as they're growing up or their high school photography, uh, high school senior photography or commercial work, you, you know, you establish that relationship and they, they won't go anywhere else. Right. And uh, so it's important, I think, to be able to, to think in terms of, you know, long term, what do I want to get out of this and how can I start doing that right now? And there's a lot of ways that it can be done. And it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's, in some ways it's hard work and it depends on the personality too. Some people are not into, they're not people, people, you know, they're maybe those people should be just taking pictures and having somebody else do all the front work for them. And that's mm -hmm. fine. There's a lot of photographers who do that, mm -hmm. you know, like let's keep, let's keep Marvin in the closet because he <laughs> really shouldn't be out there in front of people. You yeah. Know? Back when, when I was new in this industry and actually for, I'd say the first 12 years, a lot of the most successful studios had Marvin, the the husband, and then a, a sparkly, shiny relationship building wife doing all that other part. And I was always like, I want a wife, uh, not for, you know, wifely duties, but, so, you know, that partnership, uh, 
I, I see the beauty. Well, John, thank you so much. You are such the consummate teacher. It just, oh, thanks, Lucy. I, I really enjoyed, you know, visiting with you and, um, it was, it's, you're a good interviewer. Why? Thank you. I just like to have good conversations and I'm a curious girl. So very good. That's what makes a good interviewer. Yeah. And I love to learn. So, you know, that's why I'm always like, give us some specific tips. I'm doing that for me. Right. <laughs> and, and I know people appreciate that. And I know people are going to love this, uh, this conversation with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I love learning new things and um, getting ideas for creative projects and all that stuff. And I knew John would be just such a great teacher and person to have on my show. And, and he's actually um, even blown my mind more than I thought he might. <laughs> so thank you again, John. He's, he's logged off. Um, so just a quick reminder to go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I. And um, there's a couple of gifts there you can find. And that gets you in my email list, which will, um, I don't bombard you with things, but I am, I do have an online course you can purchase that sometimes I'll share about that. I, at some point, I'm going to do a group, a class, the, the sales academy, and anyway, so if you get in that loop, you'll get all of the news that's worth printing. <laughs> so let's see. So we talked about, um, you know, I loved that he, he was a junior in high school, needed to pick an elective and actually closed his eyes and picked and photography was the thing. Um, and that he has a studio that is a brick and mortar um, and his town has 25,000 people. And in the greater community, he said, it's, I think he said like 60 or 70,000. So if you think your town is too small, um, think again. Um, and on the other hand, if you think it's too big, well, that's not true either. If it's too medium, <laughs> uh, whatever. No, I'm just being silly. Okay, so we talked about marketing and he said, there's two kinds, promotional and passive. And he used to do a lot of promotional with direct mail. Um, it was a lot of work. It got him a lot of business. But over time, he has worked on becoming more visible. So getting people through the door, number one, he builds relationships, builds trust. Number two, he gets in front of his target market with presentations. Uh, three, he talked about headshots and how you can turn one into many. And then because he's got this light painting um, art that he does, that for him also leads to uh, people wanting paintings of their cars and their private jets, motorcycles, businesses, and so forth. Um, that he gets hired a lot for special projects. And then he said one of the most profound is that he's part of an art gallery collective and he had a show. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. So there is an art gallery. I'll back up. There's an art gallery that asked him to have a show and he did panoramics in HDR of his town. 
And it was hugely possible, hugely popular and very profitable for him. And then he got into an artist's co-op and he's been able to have his own shows and those shows get him business. So those are some good tips. And then we talked about light painting and that number one, his way of doing it is to do multiple images and then blend them together. And the definition, light painting is where you light small areas of a scene or a thing, and then you blend them together. Um, and so when he started doing this and showing it, it opened all kinds of doors and it elevated him in people's minds. He shoots tethered with an iPad so that he knows, like, let's say he's going to do a fender. He can check and see that he likes the way that fender turned out. Um, and FYI, it's, it's a time exposure um, when, you're, when you're light painting. So, um, you know, you might open, open this shutter and then go over and paint that fender and then you go click it off or something like that. And then number six, I left his response when I said, it sounds like this is fun. And he said, it's tons of fun. So um, be sure to check out his, um, the, there's a lot on Jart. There's a lot on John Hartman lightpainting.com. He's got some befores and afters that are pretty fun to look at and stay tuned. Um, we're going into the holidays and so, um, hope, hope you're getting all kinds of goodness coming your way. I'm here for you when you need me. And that is all for now. Bye. You have been listening to the highly profitable photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one -on -one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.